they think it's going to deliver some kind of feeling, but the work that it takes can create so much friction and maybe not be easy in the way that they hoped it would be, that it kind of triggers that victim. It's almost like a learned helplessness state where as soon as something gets hard and if they've, they're not used to being in that uncomfortable place, they kind of just throw their hands up. And I'm describing this kind of with several different people in mind right now and without judgment or without shame, because when I see that happening, sometimes I start to think, well, hold off. Let's, let's take off the pressure of you having to change your body and maybe track your food. Maybe that's too big of a step for you. Maybe there's more, maybe more of an emotional side that needs to be addressed. So, I mean, it really depends because some people might even be thinking, I really want to feel good in my body. I really want to lose this weight. I want to do it for my family. I want to do it for my physical health. I want to do it so my kids can look up to me and have a model of how to take care of their body. But there's almost like, like you described, a brain glitch where something holds them back. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have the gorgeous Teresa back on the podcast. We just love her. She's been on multiple times. She helped Craig and I specifically and really Craig and me through our TTC uh, journey. So we're eternally grateful and we think she is amazing. She's a TT, TTC, she's an EFT practitioner. Um, so that is emotional freedom technique. And if you're not Mm -hmm. sure what that is, go back and listen to our, um, previous podcast, but also go and follow her on Instagram. She's living roots wellness. So she releases a lot of great content. She has some cool courses. You can work with her one-on-one, but I'll just drop all the links, um, below for that again, once we finish the podcast. Um, but today I wanted to get her on to talk more about, you know, how it like, so Often I see with women when they either come into our program or they message me on Instagram that they, some women have a lot of trouble following through on commitments that they make for themselves, or they can really like slip back into this victim mentality where my life's too hard. I'm too busy. I can't do this, you know, blaming everyone else around them as to why they can't take action to, you know, achieve, whether it be better health, better body composition, you know, weight loss. Um, and you know, sometimes I think, oh, you know, like so many women, they just, they just get in their own way, you know, like if they could just, you know, switch, switch their brain over to, you know, I can do this. Maybe I can't do it yet, but I can do it. And I'm going to get resourceful and do the best that I, the best that I can rather trying to just be perfect and then go, well, like, I'm not going to do anything at all. But you know, a lot of women really self-sabotage. So I thought, you know, Teresa would be a good person to come on and talk about some strategies to help you actually follow through and commit to what you said you were going to do so that you can actually achieve your goals and be, mm-hmm. you know, happy and, and healthy. And I think, you know, a lot of women that come into our program, it's not about getting shredded, you know, it's, you know, they are carrying a lot of excess body fat you know, they're not sleeping through the night. They've got these perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms, irregular cycles. They're really tired, you know, bloated, uh, constipated. 
you know, so they really do want to feel healthy again and get their energy back and sleep through the night. But like I said, for whatever reason, they just can't seem to follow through. Mm-hmm. And this is something I run into all the time. And it's, it's always an area that takes so much questioning because it's, it looks simple on the outside, you know, just, I can't do it. I'm too stressed out. I've got too much to do. The kids need me. I get home too late from work. But more often than not, when, when people are putting the blame on someone else or putting the blame, you know, they're not taking responsibility, they're in some kind of pain to begin with. There's something deeper going on and it might feel easier to be playing the role of the victim because they haven't learned that it actually is easier to be empowered and take responsibility. But what I'm curious about in that state is why do they want to stick with the program when they hire you, when they sign up to work with you and Craig and when, with your program, is it because their husband is telling them to lose weight? Is it because they don't feel sexy and they think that if they lost a certain amount of weight or all of a sudden had a more athletic and toned body, then they'd be happier and they'd feel more confident thinking about what the motivation is. Sometimes people think they're doing something because they think it's going to deliver some kind of feeling, but the work that it takes can create so much friction and maybe not be easy in the way that they hoped it would be, that it kind of triggers that victim. It's almost like a learned helplessness state where as soon as something gets hard and if they've, they're not used to being in that uncomfortable place, they kind of just throw their hands up. And I'm describing this kind of with several different people in mind right now and without judgment or without shame, because when I see that happening, sometimes I start to think, well, hold off. Let's, let's take off the pressure of you having to change your body and maybe track your food. Maybe that's too big of a step for you. Maybe there's more, maybe more of an emotional side that needs to be addressed. So, I mean, it really depends because some people might even be thinking, I really want to feel good in my body. I really want to lose this weight. I want to do it for my family. I want to do it for my physical health. I want to do it so my kids can look up to me and have a model of how to take care of their body. But there's almost like, like you described, a brain glitch where something holds them back. So that's when I start to implement tapping to maybe try and figure out, okay, well, what if you don't have to let that hold you back? What if you don't have to feel comfortable? What if you don't even have to feel motivated, but you set your life up in such a way that you still do what you set out to do? Mm. How is this resonating, Kitty? Yeah, like it's just you've sort of made me think about just a client. I won't say their name, obviously. Um, but, you know, you talked about sometimes people don't realize what it takes and potentially what they might need to give up. So a good example of this is a client that came to our program, she in her fifties, um, you know, menopausal symptoms, done all the crazy diets, you know, just feeling crappy. She's not a big lady. So she's not overweight. What she needs is body recomposition. Um, mm -hmm. But also she needs to get more consistent with nutrition, cut back the alcohol so she can improve those menopausal symptoms. So mm -hmm. I think like even, cause let's just take away how you look. I think, you know, no one likes not sleeping through the night. No one likes mm -hmm. having hot sweats. You know, not that I've had them, but I've not slept through the night. You know, it's it's an awful, terrible feeling. So I think, you know, that's not even a um, doing it from a place of I want to look better. It's just 
like you want to sleep and have energy and just feel better. And a lot of the lifestyle and behavior habits that you have in place now are leading to that stressed body, which is causing you to wake up during the night and have all these symptoms. So anyway, so she's done the program and she's, you know, she just, you know, I think she's coming and, you know, all the tracking of the food and she has, she, she goes out a lot and she has a lot of outings and, you know, we'll have some drinks and obviously eating some not so great food and bits bit of stress at work and just like, you know, this program doesn't work, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, look, it's you're not your fault. Yeah, you're, you're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not being consistent. You're not doing the things that you need to do to get the result that you want. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So well, in these instances, Craig will get on a call and they had a long chat and he said to her, you just need to decide. Like <laughs> you just need to decide what it is that you want. There's no right or wrong. It's not like you're 30 kilos overweight. You're at a healthy body weight. You just want to look better, but you also want to improve these menopausal symptoms. So like if you want to continue the lifestyle that you are, you know, living in now, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But you have to also accept that you're going to continue to look the same and you're probably going to continue to feel the same. So as long as that's it. I mean, what Craig said and what you're describing is this idea of what you prioritize taking the work out of it, taking the compromises out of it, but compromise out of it. It's this idea of what's the life that you want to create? What do you want to look back on? And are you willing to do what that takes? If not, I love that. Just be decide. Yeah, just be happy because there's no one, no one's telling you that you need to look better. It's no. you. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I, cause I have come from a, you know, background of heavy drugs, taking, drinking, mm-hmm you know, starving myself and it was so fun. And I still, think it, <laughs> I still think it's fun. Like I still sometimes think, oh, I just want to go out and get fucked up. You know, like I just, I love it. I don't know why I just love it, but I don't do it, you know, occasionally I'll fall off the wagon, but like on Saturday night we went to our neighbors and they're just, they just part, they're such good guys, but they party fucking hard and they're like, come out, come out. And for like five or 10 minutes, I was contemplating going out, but then I was like, okay, let's just sit back and think about this for a second. You're going to go out. Yeah. You're going to have a fun time, but then you're not going to get enough sleep. You'll drink too much alcohol. You'll wake up in the morning. You'll be fucking hungover. You'll be so tired. It'll carry on over into Monday. It's going to be shit with your training. And then I was like, is it really worth it? Is Mm. it really worth it? So I decided not to do it. And then I woke up the next day. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm really glad I didn't do that. Like, I'm so happy, you know? So I think, and you know, like if you're someone who goes out and socializes a lot, like we go out and socialize, but you can learn moderation. You know, like we'll go out for dinner. We went for dinner on the weekend and I had one glass of wine, mm-hmm. just one. I mm-hmm. really sipped it slowly. I wanted to have 10. I love getting and Were you thinking, were you thinking, yeah. okay, how am I going to want to feel when I wake up tomorrow? That's right. And I'm like, look, yeah. you can have balance, Kitty. You can have balance. Mm-hmm. You love alcohol, but you don't love excessive. You love to drink because it's fun at the time but you don't want to live your life like you used to live your life. So I think it's not like you just have to learn, you know, to go out and, you know, when, you, when you're eating too, just eat in moderation. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have to eat like everything on that, that, that's out there and binge and then have 10 wines. You can still socialize. So it's this whole, I think, like you say, weighing up. You really have to think about like what really helps me in those situations is thinking how I'm going to feel, remembering what mm-hmm. feeling fucked feels like when you've been out taking drugs all night, partying all night, you have hardly slept. Yeah. You know, and you're describing also a state where you have the ability to critically think, to 
think about the long-term picture of, and it does come back to your priorities, you know, being able to train well, feeling good, Mm. feeling recovered to then train again. You do have these core, these core values set in stone. But I would say if someone is in such a stress state Mm. where they're not even sure what they want, they think this is what they want, but Mm. they're not fueling or they're under fueling and then they're binging that hinders the ability to think from that kind of wiser place where we're thinking, okay, how do I want to feel the rest of this weekend? And I think in that stress place, Mm. it's harder to practice, you know, practice moderation because the nervous system and the brain is just wanting an escape. So again, that's where I want to look at, well, what's going on in your life? If you're at the place where you need to have 10 glasses of wine just to feel like you can forget your life for a second, And then you've fallen off the bandwagon with quotes and then, you know, you're not tracking, you know, you're kind of all over the place, bringing it back to the foundations. And like you mentioned, okay, what, how do you want to feel as you go about the week? What's, what are the priorities there just in terms of the emotions you want to feel, forget training, forget food for a second, what's coming up on that side. And I feel like with some of the women that you get to work with, a lot of them are stressed. A lot of them do have kids and they're working a job and they have a lot to do and they might not even have the bandwidth yet to think about, you know, adding in something more. So then of course it's easier to blame you when when they're not sticking to something, but bringing it back. And I think being the person that can take ownership and saying, yep, this is me dropping the ball and it's because of this, or I don't even know why I'm doing this. I have this habit. I've been doing this since I was a teenager, starting to unpack that a little bit. So what do you typically see? You know, like you said, okay, when this happens, I, I ask questions. So what are some of the t- questions that they can yeah. ask themselves? And what are some of the things, common things that you come across as to why this is happening? Mm-hmm. So a specific client whose name I will also not mention, but she was really frustrated because she, she was telling me she really wanted to train. She wanted to track her food. She wanted to plan. She wanted to, you know, get healthier. She wanted to look a certain way, but no matter what she couldn't stick to it. And even the idea of going for a walk felt too overwhelming for her. And so when I started to ask questions about how she'd like to feel and you know, what she finds fun, she didn't even talk about food or training or aesthetic. She talked about this peacefulness she gets when she's out on a hike or, you know, this sense of ease and awe she feels when she's in nature. And I was kind of asking her, well, how often do you prioritize this? What's your week look like in terms of doing what it is you really love? And that allows you to feel that way. And it wasn't a priority either, even though she knew deep down, that's something that she loved. It's a kind of movement she enjoyed something in her brain. And I think this is where Instagram gets a little funny mm-hmm. where people see what other people are doing. And they kind of think, I want that too. Or, Ooh, I see this coach doing it that way. I want that too, without really thinking about what kind of life they want. So that's kind of the first place I'd start just thinking, okay, what, what is it truly that you're trying to feel? Forget outcomes right now, because again, that's, that's where it starts to be the real test. If someone, you know, really wants a sense of strength and vitality because they, it feels so empowering to them and they just love the way they feel feeling strong. 
I would say that person would have a lot of an easier time sticking to a training regimen just because it's self-reinforcing, you know, everything they do fits in line with that. So if there is some kind of self-sabotage happening, that's where I'd be curious in terms of, well, what is it that you really are trying to grasp here? What are you trying to create? Does it align with your core values or is it some coach on Instagram influencing you in such a way that you've forgotten what you want? That, I really like that. That's really, I think I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, like I'll often see, I know maybe a better example is like, I think in terms of how your physique looks in terms of muscular development and leanness, it's like there's levels of discipline that you have to get mm-hmm. to be able to, or things that you need to give up. Like as an example, a lady in our program, Anna Hansel, she's amazing. Like she came into our program. She had 20 years of taking prescription drugs, drinking, binge eating, you know, she, she got a divorce, moved four times, has four, single one with four kids. She mm-hmm. had the most incredible transformation. She's one of the most consistent people I know, like ridiculous Teresa. Like she tracks all her food takes her food everywhere, but she loves the lifestyle. That's, That's what it. she loves. So she I, loves look at her, I look at her and I think, wow, your physique's fucking incredible. Like better than mine. It's you're so lean, but I know what it takes to achieve that. And I look at her and while I had, I admire her and I'm like, oh, you are fucking amazing. You look incredible. I'm not willing to live to that to, does that make sense? But, but I don't oh. sit, I admire her and I look at her and think, Oh, you look so good. I'm like, you're incredible, yeah. but I don't sit there and feel sad and think, Oh, why don't I look like that? Because I, I'm good where I'm at. I'm happy. I feel mm-hmm. like just, and I'm not saying what I'm doing is right, but yeah. it aligns with what, like, cause I still like to, like I said, I like to go out and have a glass of wine on the weekend. And I mm-hmm. like to, you know, I don't track my food really like I track it, but it's not, I'm not ultra consistent. I'm consistent, but not to the point that I'd need to be to be that lean, if that makes sense and still be healthy, mm-hmm. but I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm not living in this delusional world where I'm like, I really want this, but it really doesn't align with what I want to do. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so I think you're right. Some women are like, I really want, um, you know, I really want, you know, Libby's physique or Kitty's physique, mm-hmm. or Amy's physique. But what I think the common factor with us is we put the years and dedication into training. Mm-hmm. I love to train. That's my like, mm-hmm. I'm more consistent with my training than my nutrition. Like always training. Yeah. Cause that's, I, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm no, getting no, excited no. over yes. here because you, you touched on several points where I'm like, yes, that's it. The woman that you just described who you admire mm. and you know, you wouldn't want that. Kitty, Kitty that brings up the sense of, you have this confidence and a trust in your path and what works for you. There is a layer to that when there, when I see self self sabotage happening, it's almost like there's a tendency to look outwards and almost trying to get that approval. Like, am I doing it right? Should I be doing it this way versus what you described? I'm going to do it this way because this is what I like. This is what feels good to me. I can see this friend doing it differently. Maybe, you know, a little bit more intensely, Great. That's her business, applauding yeah, her and loving her. Better results. But if yes. I wanted to up the ante, I'd have to do that. But I don't, well, I and don't, that's, I don't you know. To, and, I just want to keep chipping away and like just getting better myself in my own, you know, I'm happy with like, yeah, does that make sense? I think, yeah, there's, it's, well, a, it's like a disconnect between mm-hmm. what you're, what you think you want and what you're willing to do. And gi- are you willing to give up this? Yes. And for you, you're aware you're not. Yeah. Yes. And I think when people see your body or Libby's body, your Amy's body, and they think I want that, 
But then they start to realize, wow, that's going to take so much work, so many years. I do have to give things up. I will have to live in a certain way. I have to track in a certain way and, you know, develop this kind of lifestyle. If that no longer is valuable to them, I think it's the wisdom of the brain saying, hey, stop. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk more about the benefits of eating liver and oysters regularly. Now, if you follow me for a while, you'll know a bit of my backstory. But when I met Emma Scrackus, who's a nutritionist based in Melbourne, she pretty much uh, helped me change all of my beliefs around nutrition. And one of the things that I was doing was taking a multivitamin daily. And after working with her and learning more about food and human physiology, I realized that the multi wasn't really doing anything that food couldn't do. And some of the nutrients in the multivitamin I was consuming were in forms that may have been causing me more harm than good. So one thing she got me onto was eating 100 grams of beef liver and 6 to 12 oysters per week. So I've been doing that pretty much for nine years now. But I actually now take the saturated liver uh, and oyster capsules because it's just a bit more convenient. But I do occasionally make pate. But liver and oysters really are two of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. So some of the nutrients they contain are copper, vitamin B2, vitamin B9, choline, iron, CoQ10, uh, as well as zinc, selenium, uh, B12, manganese, iodine, and vitamin D. So they are incredibly nutrient dense. Now, I know a lot of women, when I say to them, eat liver, they screw their nose up. And a lot of people can't access fresh beef liver or just can't be bothered to cook it every week. And there are a lot of women out there too who can't access uh, fresh oysters. So that's one of the reasons why Emma and I decided to actually make some freeze-dried organic beef liver capsules and freeze-dried Tasmanian oysters so that we could, uh, I guess, put them in a form that was easy for our clients to source and take. So I've actually been taking these probably, well, since we released them. And we've got hundreds of testimonials on the website uh, from clients who have improved a lot of their symptoms after taking them. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for you to check them out. And then you can also use the discount code KITTY, all in capitals, 05, to get 10% off the liver and oysters and all of the saturated products. Let's get back to the podcast. We're going to stop you because that's not actually what you want. So yes. it creates this funny situation, but again, bringing it back to this ability to know where your limit is and to create your life there because some people they're not willing to be uncomfortable. And there might be a story there, you know, maybe their body is carrying a significant amount of stress and pushing into that zone of, you know, when you're lifting really heavy, that's going to be stressful on the body. Something about that might not be right for someone at a certain time, but that isn't to say that they can't have it later in life. And as you were talking, Kitty, I was thinking, I think Libby shared this, but it was a quote about how you can have it all, just not the, not everything at once. Have yeah. you heard that before? Yeah, totally, totally. It's like, what are you willing? And again, it doesn't like where well, I feel like, you know, once you find that happy place, like the level of discipline that I have doesn't feel like I'm missing out on anything mm-hmm. because I've got exactly what I want. I always say to Cream, like, I feel like I've got the best balance. You know, we still go out for meals, which I really enjoy. That's something I really, I'm a foodie, you know, I love to have a glass of wine, mm-hmm. but I've been able to go, okay, 
where you've got this balance where you can still train hard, have your glass of wine. You know, like I said, occasionally I fall off the wagon. Like I just have these little brain farts, but then it reminds me to go, you don't like this. This is not what you like. Remember, don't get back into this habit, but it's, you know, I, I think though that any of the women that come to us, like it's just eating better and eating more consistently, even if you're not going to want to do the training, I think everyone needs to do that for better health. Like if you can't do that, you're never going to sleep. And Mm -hmm. just have these basic things that you need to do to actually feel better. Yeah. And it it can be reinforcing too, because when I'm thinking about someone that self-sabotages day after day, week after week, they're miserable and they so badly want to get out of it. But it's, again, I see how much pain they're in that it's almost like something, maybe it's in the nervous system. I'm not sure. I can't make any claims, but it's almost like Mm -hmm. they just shift into kind of a more childlike state where it's, you know, it's easier to blame others. It's easier not to take responsibility. But the beauty of this is when you start to get, when you start to feel better, maybe you start to sleep through the night, you're Mm -hmm. eating more, you're feeling more energized, you're feeling calmer, your cycles are better. All of those metrics that show that the body's in a happier place. I would say more often than not, people want to keep going because you're getting that reinforcement, not saying, I mean, not saying that it should always be easy, but like you describe, it feels balanced. The life you live feels really good to you. And I think people need to remember that they don't need to live your life. They need to define those boundaries for themselves and then very gently take responsibility because it doesn't have to be like a aggressive militant voice saying, oh, you didn't, you didn't prep your food. You're like, what a, what a waste of a human you are. It could be something like that inner chatter saying, wow, you know, I know you didn't prep your food and you'll definitely start feeling better. If you can just, you know, do the bare minimum, prep some protein for the week, or, you know, prep some rice to have ready to go shred your carrots. You're going to feel awesome. I know you don't want to, I know you'd rather not do this right now, but trust me, you're going to be thanking yourself at the end of the week. So I bring that up to remind just how much power we have in terms of the dialogue we have with ourselves. And that voice that I just modeled is a very supportive cheerleader voice. Mm. And some coaches are like that. And some coaches aren't like that. And I feel like for some people say they hire a coach who's like, no bullshit, you know, like going to tell them how it is no time for excuses, no time for victimhood, that might be triggering some of our listeners because they're, you know, they might have a complicated history of being around abusive people or, you know, people that were not safe to be around. And it shifts them back into that place of not feeling comfortable. And that's another aspect of this. If someone doesn't feel safe, it is hard to make these radical changes. And even going from like no structure, one meal a day, snacking, binge eating, drinking to all of a sudden having a more, you know, nourishing framework, that could be such a long stretch that even that is too much, Mm -hmm. too much stress to the nervous system. Because I mean, any kind of change can feel, it can feel traumatic to people. You know, they get used to where they're at, it might not be a place that's desirable, but at least it's familiar. So there's coming back to the question side of things. I'd want to get to know more about, okay, if you don't have to be stuck here anymore, if you no longer have to be a certain way, 
and you get to really just create the life that feels good to you, what would that look like? Forget Instagram for a moment, forget what your friends are doing. What would feel good for you? And what would also work with your schedule and your, you know, your responsibilities? So do you think like, how could a woman, cause what I also see is, cause I'm totally with you about, and I'm always encouraging women. I'm like, progress is progress. No matter how small, no matter how slow, like if you were just like, I'm just this week, I'm going to eat the carrot salad. And you do that mm-hmm. for a week. And then the next week you're like, all right, I'm going to eat breakfast every single mm-hmm. day for a week. And then you mm-hmm. add in another thing, which is totally mm-hmm. fine, but she mm-hmm. can't then go, but why aren't I getting quicker results? And that's where I ah. see connect, where it's this, this like, you know, I'm not being consistent. I'm not tracking my food as consistent yeah. as I could. I'm not doing my training sessions, but why aren't I getting better results? So it's like, how do you think women can, it's like, they've got this unrealistic expert, some, some women, you know, and it's like, but then there's others who come in and go, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good with just taking slow progress. Like I'm so happy with going, you know, this is all I can do this week. And, you know, like for example, Mel, I think she's working with the client. She's like, look, let's just go with, all you need to do is hit your protein targets for a week. Mm-hmm. And so she does that and the client's like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. Like, good work. You know, I've yes. done that for a week. And but, yes. but she's also not going, why isn't my body changing quicker? She's accepting mm-hmm. and celebrating the progress mm-hmm. and building on that. But I think it's that disconnect between, well, I should be getting better results, but I'm not doing what I need to do. And that's where I'd ask them, I'd flip it around and say, should you be getting better results? You're not consistent you're not eating consistently. You're not even training. I'm, I'm thinking of like <laughs> the, the client from hell here. Should you be getting faster results? Show me some data showing me that you should be getting faster results. And I think that sometimes is enough to cause people to be like, well, you're right. You know, and not to, not to, not to be, be the one that's right, but to get their brain to start to see the other side of the story because you're spot on, there's a disconnect. So do you think as, but I'm trying to think of the clients, like, or the woman, if they're listening to this and they're like, oh shit, I'm that person. I'm that person that's, I just can't seem to like, I just don't really, I can't get it together and be consistent and I'm self-sabotaging. Like what can they do to help themselves? You just described a beautiful model in terms of those small wins, because it's, we're kind of like taking the hand of the nervous system. Like it is a scared toddler that, you know, is scared to do too much and scared to do new things and gently giving it experiences and data points saying, Hey, you put in a little work and you get some feedback. You put in a little more work and you get some feedback. And I'd say that's the way out of that victim learned helplessness, stuck state, small wins and taking the time to appreciate them and savor them. And it could be even noticing there's a part of them that still feels like, oh, I wish this were happening faster. I wish I were getting results faster. That's okay. I mean, we can let that part be there and say, well, sure. But given the amount of work you're willing to put in right now, are you willing to accept that this is the rate of transformation that is realistic? So you think maybe it's taking you to pressure off yourself, Teresa, and going, look, this is going to take me some time. Mm -hmm. This might take me 12 to 18 months and I'm just accepting that it's a long, and I'm going to, you know, it's the small gradual things I do week in, week out that'll build over time and stop going, I have to be here in this amount of time. I have to be here. Exactly. Because that pressurized state, it shifts the body back into that stress mode where things 
things don't happen as easily. And I think we're in such a, that's where we're in the breakdown state. We're not going to be building muscle and sleeping well if we've created unnecessary pressure. Even just thinking back to your trying to conceive days where you have to get pregnant, you have to do it this way. It's like all of a sudden it's, it's so serious that it doesn't feel worth it anymore. And your body starts to show the signs. And I see the same thing happening. If people are saying, I need to see these results faster, Mm. leaning back for a moment and thinking, well, says who, what if, what if you're allowed to go slow? What if it's actually more important that you enjoy this process and, you know, take, take time to savor this transformation because it doesn't have to be so, it really doesn't have to be torture. I think some people think like, okay, weight loss, it's going to be hard. I'm going to feel terrible. And yes, there are aspects to, you know, being at a deficit where the body will talk a little bit, maybe, you know, certain symptoms will be will show up. Maybe your sleep gets a little funky. Maybe you're a little bit more irritable, whatever that is. But you know what though, Teresa, I find, and this is just an observation, women who have a lot of weight to lose, that actually doesn't happen when they're in a deficit. They, mm-hmm. they're sleeping, all the issues seem to improve. It's just the ones I think that are, you know, might they're within that they're trying to really change their body composition. So they might do it. They're not big to start with. They're trying to get leaner and then they want to do a muscle building phase. So I think for a lot of the women that I just, this is just an example. So I interviewed a client, mm-hmm. 104 kilos when she joined our program in this from the States, she'd been dieting for 27 years. She was diagnosed with a binge eating disorder, been doing keto for six years. It's like, I said to her on the call, I remember telling her, I'm like, you don't have a binge eating disorder. I said, you, you've just been restricting for so many years. It's like, it's your body's biological response to restriction. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there aren't women out there that do have, you know, cause you know, that women eat for emotionally or to stress. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the time it's that extreme restriction. So anyway, Yes. Did the program 20 weeks in, she's lost 39 pounds, 17.5 kilos, eating 1900 calories a day. She's built out her own meal plan. She's only trained for maybe half the time because she had an injury. Um, sleep's improved. She was sleeping five hours a night. Now she's sleeping consistently over seven. Energy's improved. Brain fog's improved. Like all of these improvements while losing that amount of weight because she obviously had a lot of fat to lose. Yeah. So, you know, if you are a woman that's listening to this, it doesn't have to be misery. It doesn't. And that's, it's, it's actually a cool process where you can feel better. That's a, a beautiful point to remember too, because sometimes where the body is, is actually not where it feels the best. And as soon as we start allowing it to find a homeostasis that isn't stress-driven or like the woman you described, if she was starving for 20 years, her new homeostasis. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But you know, finally fueling the body might feel safe enough to let go of that weight and, you know, gladly do so. And as you mentioned, everything starts to feel better because so many of the toxins we're exposed to store in our fat. So if we're holding on to a significant amount of extra weight, that's going to be causing issues. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like so many women say to me, these are, these are ladies, the bigger ladies that have got a lot to lose. They're like, I just can't believe I'm eating so much food and losing weight. And in actual fact, they're not eating more than they were. It's just that they're eating more on a consistent basis. They're eating more Mm -hmm. delicious, nutrient-dense foods, foods they actually enjoy, carbs, you know. So it just Mm -hmm. feels like because they're finally out of that super hardcore restriction and then, oh, my God, I'm going to eat 3,000 calories, 4,000 calories in one sitting, you know. So it's just – it's you know, I remember this other lady, she's like, I just wanted to find a diet where I could lose weight eating all the foods that I enjoy. 
she lost like 17 and a half kilos in the mm-hmm. 16 weeks or something. Again, a bigger lady, like 94 kilos to start with. And she's like, you know, I love doing my meal planning because I think about all this delicious food that I eat every day and have my chocolate brownie every night for dinner with a little bit of ice cream and I sleep so well. So it's just, it actually can be a really cool process. And I think like you say, once you can do it for a little bit and you start to sleep better and you have more energy, you're like, fuck, this feels good. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And you also remind me too, that there's so much, there are so many lies about what the body needs or what the body doesn't need. And I think anyone that's still not no judgment, but anyone that's still minimizing or cutting or avoiding carbs or, you know, eating 1200 calories a day, there might be a lot to unlearn there because it does sound crazy. When I first started learning about pro metabolic eating. I'm like, that is insane. I was like, I could drink orange juice. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. You learn once the clients come in, I interviewed this lady and she, when I remember signing her up, she just done her 16 weeks. She had these terrible digestive issues, really bad perimenopausal symptoms. Mm-hmm. She just was so articulate. She's really absorbed everything in the program. She's like, Kitty, it's just, this has opened my eyes. Like actually educated me on what matters. Like I love how you guys educate us on the foods that actually nourish mm-hmm. the body and give you the nutrients mm-hmm. you need. And it's like, sugar's not the the enemy. You can drink juice. It's like, if you want to lose body fat, eat in a calorie deficit. You taught us about protein and energy balance. She's like, it's so freeing. And she's mm-hmm. lost like seven kilos, 10% body fat, sleeping through the night, perimenopausal issues are gone, digestive issues are fixed. Fixed. Mm-hmm. She's like, it is life-changing, you know, mm-hmm. to have that knowledge and power. So I think like you say, it's, it's, going looking at it from a different lens rather than oh this is restriction and this is like look at it as this is exciting mm-hmm. I'm going to learn about my body I'm going to learn what nourish it I'm going to eat every day I say to Craig he's like oh just would you shut up like when I do my meal plan every week, I'm, oh, I'm so fucking excited about my meal plan this week I'm having so I'm rotating through beef burgers mm-hmm. um spaghetti bolognese I just love spaghetti bolognese and tacos and when I sit there and I eat them I think this is so fucking awesome. Like it is so good that I get to eat all of this food. I'm still, it still amazes me still, you know, and I just, and I eat my ice cream every night and I think I just, every time I eat my ice cream, I just love ice cream. I love my coffee. I love my sourdough muffins. I'm into crumpets at the moment with this nice full fat cheese. And I was eating it this morning with fig jam. I was saying to Craig, this is so delicious. I'm like, just the crispiness of the, and the doughiness of the crumpet with the butteriness of the cheese texture, sweetness mm. of the jam, mm-hmm. you know, just shit like that. Every day mm-hmm. I sit there and think, I just love food, mm-hmm. you know? So I think if women can yeah, look at it like that, instead of, oh, it's, and think about, I'm going to be able to get strong and I'm going to become capable and mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and this might not apply to all of the people listening, but some people, they still can't quite do it for themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe that's part of the disconnect, but when they think about what they're modeling for their daughters Mm -hmm. or, you know, the people that are looking up for them, then it becomes easier because they realize it's not just about them. And it depends. There are some people that are like, no, I'm going to, I want to do this for me. I'm this aesthetic is what I want for my own enjoyment Mm -hmm. and my own validation. And it really depends. I think there's no right or wrong way to do this, but you describe that excitement where it's kind of, it's a no brainer. It's like, of course I'm going to eat and train this way because that feels amazing. So bringing it back to the complicated case, if you can't stick to it and you're self-sabotaging and you're just, you know, kind of waffling, falling off the wagon to use that phrase, scale back and then maybe get curious. Well, what would 
what would it be like if I were genuinely excited for training, genuinely excited to meal prep and, you know, have things ready, taking the pressure off again and letting that more, yeah, that like the, the childlike excitement come back in, that might be just enough to get out of what might feel overwhelming. Because I think sometimes people are so overburdened that if something feels the slightest bit overwhelming, or if it takes too much effort, that shuts them down. It's like, boom, back into the stress mode. So if we can make it feel more like a game, we can sneakily override some of these older self-sabotaging frameworks that, you know, they might, they might even be able to stay there and we can find ways underneath them or to the side so that we still get to, to shift things. We still might even have some of those older thoughts, but they're not running the show anymore because it's like the same idea of, we might be really nervous about something or scared of something, but there's another wiser part of us that says, Hey, but you should do this anyways. You're going to be really glad you did this. Or like with the drinking, like, you know, there's that party animal inside of you. That's like, Oh, I want 10 drinks right now. And that other part that says, okay, that's not going to feel very good. And I value feeling good. So it's, it's paying attention to which voice is actually supporting you, serving you, and looking out for you long-term. And a lot of people, Kitty, don't have a, they don't have a strong relationship with that voice. They might even still be criticizing their body. Maybe they have abdominal fat and they, you know, they're disgusted by it and they speak poorly about their body. Again, I'd bring it back to the basics and think about, wait a second, is that actually supporting you? Criticizing and hating and shaming your body is that motivating you to go to the gym from a place of guilt versus I love my body so much. I want it to feel healthier. I want it to be at a healthier weight so I can live the fullest, most beautiful life. I'm going to the gym right now to celebrate the fact that I can. Oh, that's so good, Teresa. And I think too, like if you, you just like you'd invest in a coach for your nutrition and training, this is something that you really feel is stopping you from actually doing what you need to do, go and invest in a coach like Teresa. You know, the two, oh. our two favorite, Teresa and Greta, like both of them are amazing and have really helped us. And they've, I've sent clients to them, they've helped them. So I think if this is, but you have to be committed to it and want to actually work through it because like anything, mm-hmm. working with you takes work, right? Like they can't just, it's mm-hmm. not just going to be this quick magic fix. Um, but I think if you can remove those roadblocks or really get to the re- the bottom of the reason why you're doing it and then work through it, mm-hmm. it really will help you, I think. And you might find out that you don't want what you think you want. Like mm-hmm. you might not want that baby. You might not want yeah. to be training in the way that you think. And there's freedom <laughs> in that. And then you get to find that that compromise or that balance for yourself. So that's essentially what we're doing. It's clearing out the noise you can come back to what feels right for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm just a little bit conscious of the time. So I've got another call, but that was amazing as always. Thanks so much, Teresa. And I'll yeah. get it. Go, go, go. Links below. So go and check her out. She's awesome. Follow her on Instagram. She releases heaps of cool um, content. And, you know, ladies, if you're new here and you've been following uh, me for a while, or say if you're new or you've been following for a while and you haven't taken action, um, don't forget about about our seven-day eat more, train less, get results um, uh, challenge. So, you know, Craig and I developed this. So years of working um, with women to restore their metabolisms and help them 
lose weight or change their body composition in a healthy and sustainable way. So it's a more holistic approach where you're not going to be drastically cutting calories or carbs or sugar or dairy. And we're not going to have you training six to seven days a week. And we're going to give you lots of education around you know, nutrition and tracking and food and training so that you can, you know, break free from these crazy ass restrictive diets and enjoy real delicious food again and get healthy and actually sustain it. So I'll pop the link below $27 uh, Australian one-off payment lifetime access. So it's jam packed with so much amazing stuff. Um, And as always, please take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag us. So I'll put our handles down below and share your biggest takeaways. And each month I pick someone who shared and they will get a tub of Saturay um, premium collagen. So thanks again, Teresa. Appreciate you and appreciate you coming on. And I'm sure we'll have you on again. Sounds good, Ketty. Thank you. Well, I called you Ketty. I don't even know who Ketty is. Sounds good, Kitty. I'm so excited. I can't even speak anymore, but yeah, I can't wait for next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.